86% of home buyers, according to Fannie Mae, think it is a bad, horrible, terrible, just the worst time ever to buy a home, which means if you flip the coin over, there's only 14% of folks out there think it's a good time to buy. These are just record-setting numbers, and I think it tells us a lot about the housing market, a lot about consumer psychology. But I want to talk to Anna Kelly and see what she thinks about 86% of home buyers thinking it's a bad time. Anna, welcome back. Hi, thank you so much. Yeah, that's that's a really high number. It's higher than than I would have guessed, but it doesn't shock me because one, um, we have the most unaffordable period, I think, in history at this point with a combination of rates and pricing, your spreadsheet, which goes back all that way. I think last year we were second highest all-time unaffordable, and now we're the highest unaffordable, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's it's gonna be right? it's gonna be close. It'll be very close with 1981. 1981 as of right now is the worst, but of course 2023 ain't over yet. It it could take the record, yes. <laughs> Right. And so, you know, at least in, in our adult lifetimes in 1981, I was six turning seven years old. So <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't sign know. a loan. I couldn't sign. Loans I don't either. remember much about that period back then. Not not about houses anyway. Um, but, you know, we have suddenly seen this this peak in housing prices. And then at, at the same time, you know, rates that have hit in some places, 8% now. So it's been pretty crazy. Yeah. So, you know, if you look at the affordability of what you could have afforded before, I saw a stat this week and I don't remember where I read it. So sorry, I'm not giving credit to the right people. But um, basically, if you had a $500,000 house and you bought it two years ago, you needed a $5,000 a month income to afford that house. And that $500,000 house today with the prices and the, well, with the price being the same, but just the interest rate going up requires a $10,000 a month income oh. to qualify for that same house and to be able to afford it. So, you know, you're literally having to double your income to buy the same house that you would have bought a couple of years ago. And that can't keep consumers positive about housing. I, I know people who would love to downsize that are in their sixties that have big yeah. homes. And they can't afford to downsize. It's going to cost them as much to downsize at today's interest rates. And even those that could sell theirs for cash and downsize, they get a cracker box, as they yeah. say, compared to their big home for basically the same value. And so it disincentivizes people wanting to buy um, just because of the housing unaffordability. So when 86% tell you it's a bad time to buy a house for the the average homeowner, they're right. It is a yeah. bad time to buy a house in most markets. Now for investors, there's always a silver lining. There's always opportunity um, that we can see past that. But it tells you that the general consumer is finally starting to feel like it's just not good. You know, first they were hit with, you know, bidding wars. And I know people who have been looking for a house and they had, they were up against 20 offers over and over and over again and were so sad then. And then they thought, okay, well, when it shifts, every, you know, it will become a buyer's market. Um, but now the shift makes the, you know, the buyer still not necessarily win when both prices and rates are higher. So it's, it's not good for the housing market to be in this real standstill. Um, and it tells you that that buyers are just you know that the demand is is plummeting um and that was really what the what the fed said needed to happen they they needed yeah. to they told buyers wait um 
there's going to be more pain and, and they're trying to get housing balanced and bring back, you know, more of a normal market, but they can't because supply is constrained by existing homeowners, low interest rates. Yeah. The housing market is quite simply broken. Yes. Right? We had, we had two years of not only what people understand is we didn't only had two years of home purchases at record levels. We had refinances at record levels. Hence, the percentages you've heard from Black Knight about how many people under three and four and five percent. We have we we're gonna be five to ten years, in my opinion, before we get back to six million plus existing home sales. There's no incentive to sell unless you have to. Absolutely. And that's and those the are the rub. only people that are selling right now are those that have to because yeah. Nobody in their right mind, if they can put two plus two together, would say, I'm going to give up my house now that I have most people under 4%, right? I, I think the average is 3.6% yep. last the time average, I checked. Effective and, interest rate is 3.6, yes. And I believe that 80% of homeowners have a mortgage rate below 5% and 65 have a rate below 4%. And I don't remember the, the rate below 3%, but there's a lot, maybe 30, 20, 30%. 20, 23%. 23%. 23%. And so again, you know, I, I'll i just tell you just, you know, I, I'm always looking at real estate every day. So I've got alerts at every market that I want for every kind of house that I'm looking at. And I saw this beautiful home yesterday and I thought, oh, I said I'd never, ever move again, <laughs> but that house could maybe convince me. And then, of course, I looked at the price and I looked at the rate and I was like, that would be really stupid. Like, yeah, I, not I happening. think my house is 2.3%. I've got a few um, that are 2.3, 2.6, 2.5, and 2.8, um, my home and second homes. And so I'm like, I will never sell them. Never. I, you know, I'll just write them forever because the mortgage is the asset. And so, you know, many people are doing that same math going, I could move, but is it really worth it for me to double my mortgage payment just to have a, a little bit nicer house? And most people are going to say no. And not no. only are they comparing that to home prices, but they're comparing it to rent prices, Michael. And so yeah, yes, you know, it, yes, it's just yes. as expensive for some people to give up their mortgage and rent a smaller place as it is to give up their mortgage and buy a house at a higher interest rate. And so there's no real good options for people that have low interest rate mortgages especially as a consumer is getting more and more squeezed. So you talk about the sentiment. Part of it's the housing market in and of itself. But part of it is the COVID money has run out. People, consumer credit card debt, I just read today, just hit a trillion dollars. So consumers have more credit card debt than almost ever or than ever. I haven't looked back at all the previous stats, but really high credit card debt all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. You're starting to see auto loan defaults. You're seeing corporate bankruptcies. You're seeing layoffs. Now you're seeing, you know, another war and, and the consumer is rocked through, yeah. you know, crisis after crisis after crisis. And that is, that is going to bring sentiment down. And typically too, We've talked about this a little bit, the cycle of, of emotions that go with, with changes in economic cycles. And when you have a recession or you're very close and you're in, in deep economic pain, the consumer psyche is rocked and consumer sentiment plummets. And it doesn't usually happen at the beginning of the change in the real estate cycle or the economic cycle. It's kind of like, oh, this is just a little setback. It's going to be okay. I, I'm still okay. And then all of a sudden it becomes 
the suddenly where the news just gets worse and worse and it rocks the consumer. And it's what often tips you into a recession that may or may not have otherwise happened because once the consumer, their sentiment is rocked, they stop spending money, they get scared. So it's not just their house, but they they don't wanna spend money on anything that is basically discretionary anymore. And that's a sign that recession is more than likely on the very near horizon. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't agree more. I I went out on a limb a month ago and said, I think a recession starts Q1. I thought there was too much momentum in Q3 into Q4 to have one. But I, you know, I, I went out on another limb and said, I think it starts in Q1. But that said, um, I want people to at least follow one rental at a time to understand that I agree. It's a horrible time to be a first-time home buyer. There's no question. The math is very simple. Right. That said, I never give you permission not to look. You Absolutely. only need to find one motivated seller to make your deal. So yes. like I did last year, last year, the record number was 84% said it was a bad time. And I said, I'm going to go back on the MLS. I'm going to get a deal. We ended up getting two. Now yeah. it's 86%. I'm going to do it again and shop for a deal. Absolutely. Again. And that's what people need to understand is that when there's maximum pain in the economy and the consumer is rocked and those sellers that are selling are those that are motivated to sell, that is really the maximum point of opportunity for you as an investor to say, where can I find opportunity? Where can I create a win-win situation where I'm helping people out of a scary situation for them, but still doing it in a way that's profitable for me? And there's all kinds of ways that you can still do deals. Just, just quickly, something else that came out in the news this last week was that I believe it was Fannie Mae, conventional 5% down program similar to FHA to be able to buy up to a four unit house. So yeah. if you're looking to house hack something, even with high interest rates, if you can get in with three and a half, five percent 5% down and you're going to live in it, and it's at least going to cover your expenses with the price, go out and look for a three or four unit where you don't have to put as much money down, where you can at least minimize your living expenses. And then later, if the numbers work, be able to at least, you know, cash flow on that multi-unit over time. You can look for loan assumptions. If you're looking to buy a home, and this is what these stats don't show, most most homeowners have no idea. I have two mm. family members recently that were looking for houses and they've given up. And I said, why don't you go out and do a search on Zillow or Realtor.com and in the keywords, put assumable and then put assumption. And you can find FHA, VA, and USDA homes that have an assumable mortgage. And yes, you may have to put more down, but you can change that housing unaffordability issue by just assuming someone else's mortgage that is less expensive, that brings that cost way back down for you. So don't give up. There are always options and creative ways to do it, whether you're looking to buy your own home or whether you're an investor. Um, the, the, the peak of pain is where there's the peak of opportunity for you. So don't look at this as gloom, doom and gloom for you as an investor. It means there's doom and gloom in the real estate market. And therefore, you're going to have to work really hard to find it, but you're going to have to find those motivated sellers and find the way to get the deals done because deals will be done because just like the consumer says 86% think real estate is you know, basically a really bad time to buy. I saw a stat, it's probably been updated since then, but a month ago that I believe 46% less investors are buying homes this mm. year than this time last year. So the investors are leaving the market too because they're saying it's just too too hard. It's a bad time to buy real estate. 
you're going to basically have much less competition, much fewer buyers, both homeowners and investors. And that leaves this golden window of opportunity for you to figure out how to get deals done for sellers that do have to sell that don't have the buyers out there that they need to buy their homes. I'll close on two topics and I'll see if you agree or disagree. One, real estate investing is never easy. Two, agree. I, be I believe the next year will probably be, at least in my world, the second best year to find motivated sellers. Again, not easy, but the second best year because the competition's gone. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think that, you know, you, you've got to do the work. It's not easy, as you said. And it's not going to be just deal after deal after deal like we saw necessarily in the great financial crisis where there were, you know, zillions of deals of motivated sellers. But there are opportunities and you've just got to do the work to find them. Get really good on your buy box, as you always say. And you start, you put those alerts on so that every day, every single new listing is put on your um, you know, in your inbox, you talk with other realtors, you talk to wholesalers and flippers and other investors, and you build your network and you go after, you know, finding those particular deals. And there will be amazing deals to be had in the next year for sure. Totally agree. Anna, where can people find you? Great. You can find me here on your channel every week and on my playlist on your channel. You can find me on social media at Anna Kelly. REI mom. And you can find me on my new website at AnnaKellyInvesting.com for coaching and consulting. Thank you so much.